my favorite actress, for example. She'll never like do like nude scenes or anything like that. So I kind of look at the fakes as this is kind of fantasy. So. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know, those deep, dark secrets you probably want to take to your grave or those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing. Really, the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. Today, my guest is John. Now, John, I have a question for you. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what is your secret? So my secret is I collect celebrity Photoshop nude fakes. Uh-huh. How long have you been doing that? Since 2000. 2000? Okay, so dive in. What made you start doing that? Did you create them yourself? Like, take me back when that all started. Was something going on? Um, no, I didn't create any at that time. Uh, basically, what had happened is I was watching a new TV show that had just come out. Mm-hmm. I think. Andromeda. Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a science fiction TV show. Yeah. I liked one of the actresses in it, so I pretty much went to Google, looked for her nude, and stumbled across the fake. And that was the first fake I ever found of her. Okay. Did you buy it, or do you just take it from, like, is it free? Like, how does that work? It's free. I just found it on, like, you know, Google image search. Okay. And pretty much, like, just copied the image to my computer at the time, which is was really old. So what do you think it is about the fake? Because there are a lot of celebrity nudes that are real, but you only like the fake ones? Uh, no, um, it's more uh, back then, like, she had never done that. Oh, okay. So it's more of a fantasy thing. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you've been doing that for almost 23 years? Yeah, it's slowed down quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I don't collect as much anymore. Basically, if I see one I like, I just download it and stick it with the rest of them. So how many do you think you have? Uh, that's embarrassing. Um, well, that's that's why we are here. This is a show where we get to say all those embarrassing things. I have been there. I have said a very many embarrassing things. <laughs> so I have about, last count, over 15,000. 15,000? 15, yeah. Over. Wow. Over. Oh, my God. What do you do with them? They just sit there? Do you go through them? Do you, like, celebrate that? Like, what do you do with them? Sometimes I just look at them. Mm -hmm. and admire the uh, the work that went into them. 
mm-hmm. because some of them, some of them you can really tell because some people who make them just do a crappy <laughs> and don't put an effort into it. Yeah. So you almost see them as artwork. Yeah. And then do you, do you find someone you like or you don't know and then you go watch all their movies or their TV shows? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. And there are some that I found and liked and then some and then later just hated them because, see, I have a, like, I think I have an OCD thing. Okay. And I see one minor detail that's off and uh, it bugs me. That's all you focus on? Yeah. Got it. So if it's a bad art, if it, it's bad, it, that do you keep that or do you throw that away? Or you just still keep it? I keep it, I guess. There's some that are just not great that I keep. I think keeping them is nostalgia sake. Got it. So it's almost like somebody collecting um, baseball cards or something. It sounds like like yeah. there's there's this compulsion to it a bit a bit. Yeah. In the last couple of years, I've kind of started semi getting out of it. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I used to like look for new ones, like, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I look maybe every couple of weeks. Oh, so what's been going on where you decreased the searching for them in your life? Maybe as I get older, I just don't enjoy them as much. Does anybody in your life know about them? <laughs> um, three people. Three people. Who are those three people? Two were by choice and one was not by choice. Oh, so you got caught. Yeah. Um, So basically, the one who caught me was uh, one of my female cousins. Oh, no. So you went on your computer and and saw them? I had collected some early. This was back in high school. Mm -hmm. And um, I had collected some in the day at school. And I brought them home, loaded them on the computer, Mm -hmm. and forgot to close the images out. She uh, came up to visit, came up to my room and walked in and I turned around to do something else. And all I heard was, what's this? Oh, my God. Did your stomach drop? That, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> OK, what happened? Or like sheer panic. Yeah. And it's like, uh, don't tell my folks. How old were you at the time? Between 16 and 18. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she never did. She. Pretty much just kept that secret. Yeah. She she pretty much said, Oh, this is normal. Mm-hmm. Looking at this kind of stuff is normal. And sat down and just looked through them and she's like recognized some of the celebrities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other two were by choice. Mm-hmm. Just this is what I've been doing. Who who were they? Just good friends. Oh, okay. And what'd they say? Pretty much the same thing, like now that kind of stuff's normal. Yeah, looking at porno images and all that is completely normal. But the difference between yours and is that they're fake and you know they're fake. So what about it? Do you like that aspect of it that I'm curious about? That you know they're not real, but you still like them? Well, I guess the um, closest fantasy, because some celebrities will never do like nude scenes or pose nude for magazines. Mm-hmm. Like... My favorite, for example, actress, for example, mm-hmm. one of my favorite actresses is named Danielle Panabaker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
um, she'll never like do like nude scenes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of look at the fakes as this is kind of fantasy. So yeah, it's it's complete fantasy. And do you think with looking at those that it keeps you distant from having a relationship in real life or no? Um, uh, you mean like a girlfriend or yeah, yeah, not really like i kind of don't have much interest in a girlfriend at this point oh really have you ever had a girlfriend no no i've just never had the interest okay so when did you here's my question for you when did you start looking at pornographic images at what age do you think ram high school days high school it was like um i think the first one was playboy So when we look at those images a lot, and I've done a lot of work around this, is it desensitizes our own sexuality. Mm -hmm. Because then the fantasy is more, it becomes everything instead of the reality. Like the reality of a person being with another person or a woman doesn't match the fantasy. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's true? I guess it depends. Um, No, like... um... Like with fakes, like usually people like get aroused by this stuff. I don't. You don't? No. Not at all? Well, I mean, back when I first started collecting, maybe. No, no, no. So interesting. Not at all. So when you look at it and it's just like, oh, that's a great fake. They did a good job with taking her face and putting it on. That's what you look at mostly? Then the, the nude? Yeah, pretty much. Like a few years ago, I used to use like fakes as like wallpapers on like my tablet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, now I don't do that much anymore. Okay. Mostly because I go out in public a lot now. So. So you're getting out of the house. Yeah. <gasps> That's probably why you've been doing less. Do you believe? Because you said it's been like less used to do it every day and now you're doing it weekly. Yeah, it's actually it's possible. Like I have a few friends I hang out with. And so that kind of helps. It does help. It does help. I believe when we are stuck with these images, especially when they are fantasy, when we deny ourselves that authentic connection with other human beings, we miss out. And the moment you open yourself up to that and you're getting out of the computer screen with these images and with actual friends, that's what is the real connection. And I think I think I like started heavily collecting quite a few years ago because like of grief. Yeah. What were you going through? My um, mom died from cancer about 10, 11 years ago. Uh-huh. And that's about when I started heavily collecting. Yeah. That's where you found comfort, right? Yeah. Not feeling alone. A huge loss. Yeah. And... Like, I read this article online about how one guy got into fakes and it completely destroyed his life. Yeah. What did he say in the article? Why it destroyed his life? He decided to start looking at fakes at his place of employment. Mm-hmm. That, that I've, I can safely say I've never done. You, had, you haven't done that? No, no, no. And but it also did the the article also did the flip side where it actually saved somebody's life because I guess like me, they lost their mother. Yeah. And they were thinking about ending stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, I guess that saved them. 
Well, it did because we reach for those outside things that we feel connected to and it doesn't feel safe with another human being, especially if you lost somebody so important to you. So they can give you that outlet of connection. Yeah, I can agree with that. Have you been doing work on on the loss and the trauma of it with your mom? Yeah, I had a therapist for a while. I think I'm kind of there now. Not easy. Uh, not uh, Never really all that easy. No, grief is never easy. We run from grief. But are you finally feeling like you've felt it and moving through it? Yeah, I think so. I've also got friends I talk to about it too. Oh, good. One, one of my friends went through the same thing, actually. Oh. Well, that always helps with when I'm going through a hard time to find a group of people that have been through similar situations. And they have them online, all over online as well. Grief and loss groups. Yeah, I found this um, app actually mm-hmm. called Seven Cups. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a sort of therapy app where you can go and talk to people. Yeah. And it's kind of helped me a bit. Good. Now I have to admit, like back when this all happened, I did used to make them. You did used to make them. Yeah, for a short period. And what did that feel like when you were actually making the fake nude photos of celebrities? Mm-hmm. That's hard to describe. Proud that I made one that looked decent, actually. Because mm-hmm. I still have one I made that is still my favorite. Mm-hmm. What is it? Who is it? Um, her name is Cody DePablo mm-hmm. from the TV show NCIS. Mm-hmm. And it was like a lingerie style fake. Mm-hmm. Not even nude. And that's still my favorite one I've made. I know her. She's very nice. <laughs> but here's the thing i did want to ask you this and i know probably our listeners are wondering do you ever think of the actual person you're doing the nude of like when you're cutting out their face or you're seeing their face and you know that's not them do you ever actually think of that person um in what way i don't know if they choose not to be nude and then someone puts their face on a new body have you ever thought about how that could make them feel yeah that's kind of why i stopped oh tell me about it so you had that thought what was the feelings that came up pretty much just yeah maybe they don't want this yeah let's uh, not do this yeah that they're a human being as well yeah pretty much that Yeah. And do you think that was one of the reasons about hanging out with friends more, getting out into the world, and then that realization that they're humans as well? Yeah, quite a bit, actually. And yeah, I haven't made one in seven, Mm -hmm. nine years. Mm -hmm. Well, it seems like you're kind of an artist, too. Have you ever thought of trying to do something even different with your art? Because you enjoy art, it seems like. I... Kind of has. Um, I've started like not officially, not like paid stuff, just editing like images into wallpapers. Yeah. And just like posting it like to a deviant art page. I think you'd be great at it. There's something in it that inspires you. And I think, you know, it takes dedication and you have that. I don't know. Yeah, I used to have something that was like that, but I used to write quite a bit. Maybe it's time to pick it back up. Uh, the issue is like ever since like my mother died, I've had writer's block. I know. And I, I believe me, I know writer's block and all that and trauma and all that. But it's like maybe you reaching out to me and wanting to come on and share this secret isn't a way for you to step through it now. 
yeah, that could be a good way of looking at it. And I've started dabbling with writing a bit more. Good. <laughs> and um, yeah. Mm. Well, I'm so grateful you came on. I'm so grateful to have this conversation. I didn't. I never expected to have this conversation. It's been beautiful and I've it's understanding so much. And um, thank you for reaching out to me. Yeah, no problem. And if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Until next time. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon. Thank you.